0: Hi, this is Greg Anderson, and this is Living in Carver County podcast, um, where we talk to people who are making a difference here in our community, and today I'm lucky enough to get to talk with Bob Repke. Bob's a former mayor of Chaska, uh, for people who maybe haven't been here too long, but he's also one of the people that was really instrumental in putting the whole mission, purpose, vision together um, for the city. So Bob, thank you. I appreciate you coming in.
1: Thanks, Greg. I uh, look forward to uh, spending some time and talking about the community. That's uh, Always make time to do that. Yep.
0: You know. And we, you know, for people that know Bob, the over there's always an over-under on how many times he's going to use community. So it's just <laughs> kind <laughs> of a... <laughs>
1: well, kind I don't of, have people counting, at
0: least. That's not, un, not unprecedented. <laughs> right, but. right. So before, before we get rolling too far, maybe give people a little of your background. You know, where'd you grow up? Where did you right. go to school? And how is it that you ended up becoming Mayor Chaska at some point.
1: Well, uh, we're sitting in your offices right now on uh, on Main Street and 2nd Street, and I grew up uh, three blocks east of here on 2nd and Ash Street. So I'm a, a native uh, Chaska guy. I grew up here, went to Chaska High School, and uh, went on to uh, Gustavus Adolphus and uh, was going to play some basketball down there at Gustavus, but after... Uh, my first year down there, I think the social part of college life got the best of me. <laughs> I couldn't keep up on the basketball court that anymore. That so, <laughs> Yeah, right. <great>. Grades, <laughs> girls, or sports, pick two. Yeah, they took over. <laughs> exactly. Way too much, evidently. So, uh, and Then after that, I went uh, uh joined 3M uh, in St. Paul and worked there for... 35 years, and uh really had a value about uh, giving back to the community. They wanted, uh, they saw growth and development in their employees. One of the ways to do that was by engaging in your uh, the community where you lived. Uh, maybe a topic we'll even talk about today, the importance of, of doing that. And so they were really encouraging, um, you know, employees to do that. And, uh, you know, somebody came up and asked if I'd be, I hadn't spent a lot of time, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, a public role or getting involved in the community. Uh, uh, Did some things through church and uh, with some youth athletics. And uh, uh, we actually started the youth basketball program with 35 kids back in the early 70s. Uh, that's Duway, grown a little Duway, bit and I, probably <laughs> 1500 people gets now played so uh, but, so things like that and somebody just came up and said would you be uh, there's an opening there's an election coming up would you, you thought about running for the city council I really hadn't I had, I'd ironically just put my name into a park board position because somebody asked about that and I thought well I could start and mm-hmm. see and and uh, well, then I, I needed a variance. I think we were doing some work at the house we were living in here. And I and, uh, uh, had to go to a city council meeting and they were talking about the budget. And, uh, and they were discussing, I remember specifically, they were discussing, well, how many shovels should we um, purchase here in public works? It got down to that oh, wow. level of minutia. <laughs> thought, <laughs> wow, I can, handle it. I can I don't know, I might be able to bring some value here or add something and uh so I um uh, I filed. I went down to city hall and paid my $5 and 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 you know, I I I caught the the bug, the campaigning uh, uh you know, no, got some friends together, we made our homemade signs, very very innovative, you know, vote Repke. Yep. That was the extent of the sign. <laughs> You're clever. You Done know. with stencils, you know, <laughs> spray sure, sure. painted on it. So when it rained, they all walked away. <laughs> now we had to go get another batch together. I spent more time in my garage with my buddies making signs. and and uh, But I know, I know, I uh, knocked on every ward, every door in the first ward where we lived, and... Uh, Friday nights where you'd normally be out socializing. I was knocking at doors and dogs were chasing me and barking at me. And uh, There were some interesting experiences. I remember being invited into some homes and to just talk about back then in 1981, uh, what what, did, what was my position on downtown? What did I want downtown to be? Uh, what about its redevelopment? And, and there were some... Uh, Wilbur Tellers, I remember, was a name, and he asked me to come in and talk about that. And I, I'll, I'll never forget that. And even today, as downtown redevelopment is being talked about, you know, sure, we talked sure. about it way back then, and a the person was interested in that. Uh, some asked me what church I went to because there was uh, the whole years ago. The you know, the east side of town was the Lutheran side of town, and the west side of town, the Main Street, was more the Catholic side of town, and People wanted to know which church I uh, went to and is that any kind of issue that could be con- should be concerned about and uh Wow You know, it uh and uh yeah, so it was an interesting experience and we had a little party the night of the election or the uh, yeah, the election and uh I got a call and uh and uh and they said, Well, you won and you won by thirty four votes. Oh wow. And uh then twenty years later, uh yeah, I served at 18 as Chaska's mayor and, uh, um, uh, you know, it was a f- fabulous development experience, but, um, uh, and just an overall, a great experience when you grew up in a town and you can, and I worked at 3M and I was in human resources down at 3M for one of its divisions and I, uh, he, and 3M always thought about its future and. One thing cities back then didn't spend much time on was the strategic part of thinking about mm-hmm. what do you want to be and what do you want to create and how are you going to get there and you know the whole strategic side of things the planning side of and, and you know I felt fortunate I could bring back bring out some of that strategic thinking and planning to to the city and say try to put a priority and let's spend some time and do that and that was kind of some novel thinking back then, that, I was just that, say that's kind of egg headed stuff back yeah, then. yeah mean, absolutely so. absolutely, and then the community building side, because three m was seventy five thousand people, you could bring back and I was in h r you can bring back some of those community building concepts to the work done with three m so you know it was uh, I felt so fortunate that you know they were so complementary in terms of uh, uh, in terms of working together and and using both to Add value to each side of that at 3M and, and here in the city so it was I uh, uh, enjoyed it all and and I do really believe that uh, the whole idea of having a plan and uh, and understanding the relationship between staff and and the council and having a clear plan and vision for the future uh, that we could get behind uh, and enabling good people on the staff to move you forward was a competitive advantage, and probably has been for years. For well, and say. the
0: the plans that you guys developed back then are still in place, right? The the values, the the mission yeah. statement. I mean, yeah. mission statement. I'm pretty sure you know it yeah, is.
1: Yeah, yeah. The world to be the best small town in Minnesota, and uh, right.
0: Remember we. It's is but, very different from being the best suburb of Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, and, there you go. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's a whole different set of filters that I you use
1: to uh, make right. decisions. So absolutely, Greg. I have, have a tough time even using that word suburb. I right, mean, right. You know, kind of <laughs> well, they shakes sort of they system. sort of engulfed us. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. right.
0: But uh, I, the county for that part. I mean, Carver years ago was sort of the first county on your way out of the metro. Right. right. I mean, it. that was generally what it was considered. I remember when I was selling in um, my office was over on 101 by uh, uh, North of Lake Street Extension there on, mm-hmm. and coming down to Chanhas and it, it just sort of felt like this is the edge of metro. You know, right. this is this is Chan's the first small town and right. Jaska. Good Lord, that was you know pack a lunch you know <laughs>
1: right 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 I talked to some friends when I was at Gustavus I mean they were from Minnetonka and, and my goodness they looked at Chaska as being way way out in the sticks well sure. know, some farm community and you know well when we bunch when,
0: of farm boys well when we moved in 93 all our friends were like well do you guys have an extra room so we can sleep over if we come out and see you
1: <laughs> right right uh, it's amazing but so, but Carver County, you know, is it, we, and when we laugh about it and talk about joke about it, the whole idea of community, but when you grow up in a small town, and you know that Marshall, yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I mean uh, Wisconsin, that small town, there's a, a sense of community, a togetherness, you know, support for each other, awareness of each other, mm-hmm. and so, you know, when we got involved with the city, I mean, we knew we were going to grow. I mean, it's starting. You could see it coming out to Eden Prairie and Eden Prairie to Chanhassen. We're in line. Sure, sure. Yeah, and you're right. There's, there's a us. natural corridor,
0: and right. well, and then let's talk about that a little bit because the I mean, so back then you guys are developing the the values and the mission statement right. and things, and at the same time, you know, trying to maintain that that sense of community that you right. get with small town, right. while at the same time trying to interact with Met Council with respect to the comprehensive plans. So right. the, the stuff that we're seeing today is essentially the manifestation of the plans that you guys were doing back
1: then. Correct? Uh, right. I agree. I, I, I believe that's exactly right. Uh, I remember the, there's a recognition you're going to grow and, you know, change is difficult. I mean, we could talk about change and oh, say, sure. Oh my goodness. And when, when you know you're going to grow, I mean, you're going to experience some change. And so it's, I remember, I'm not sure I could read enough about community and what community really means. And uh, I remember people would come up and uh, uh, little older ladies would come up and say, you know, I cannot buy a spool of thread in this town. I've got to go somewhere else and go out of town to get a spool of thread. Well, just think about that. I mean, if you've got to leave your town Because you can't find something in a hardware store, or you can't find, go and get medical services or treatment for something. You have to leave town to do that. Mm -hmm. You've got to go get your goods and services from outside of town. Well, community means that, you know, part of what community means is you should be able to, if you're a viable place, be able to acquire those, get those goods and services within your town. Mm -hmm. So um, we had a discussion... Well, when we moved here,
0: like, you had to go to Eden Prairie to get a pair of socks. Right. I mean, literally. Exactly. And this was the '90s, you know, and we were building I don't know three or four hundred homes off of Audubon Road up there. Right. And you know that was a significant a lot of people that or a significant number of families that had moved in, and you then they were still, you know, sort of plug had to maintain their. Uh, 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 Sphere of uh, vendors and what have you, and suppliers, and you know whether they banked or yeah, shopped or absolutely. what have you, and they right. were still going east. So, so the right. growth thing obviously has changed a lot in the last um,
1: oh, for sure, 40 years for sure. But you know, we said, well, what's key? I mean, we recognize you're going to grow, and you want to have this sense of community. Retain that. You, you don't want to give. you said that is so important to have that you know, to be a community while you grow. I mean, you don't have to give that up. So the values, uh, the eight core community values were put together to help support, provide this foundation on which we were going to grow that says community is important for us. Because I talked about things like valuing the human worth and dignity of every person, being responsible in all of our actions and decisions as a, as a community, respect for others, learning was valued. I mean, the things that would... Build a healthy community going forward, you know. Have that clear plan, uh, vision to be the best small town. That mission set. Here's how we're going to do this, and and lay that all out. And then a recognition that, you know, Jonathan, you know, we can mm-hmm. talk about Jonathan, oh, yeah. but Jonathan goes. People look at Jonathan and says, well, it was a failed effort in terms of it didn't reach its uh, the, its vision, total vision of what it was, you know, that 50,000 person community within the community. Um, But uh, there's a huge but there. It put all that utility in the ground, Mm -hmm. getting ready for its growth. Uh, When it didn't, when it failed, it went bankrupt. Uh, It left all that pipe in the ground and that we could take advantage of and between 1985 and 1995, we added more jobs than St. Paul. Wow. We added a tremendous amount of jobs, industrial growth, business growth, the healthiest tax base you could possibly put in place. And from that, I mean, we could do invest back in the community invest in projects that that for the long-term health of the community, the flood control project, mm-hmm. it flood took all of this. So we talk about redeveloping downtown out of the floodplain. Otherwise downtown was going to wither and rot away over time because it's sitting in the floodplain, right? You couldn't invest in it, build the community center, build the golf course, build new city facilities city halls and libraries fire department all public that, works all yeah. that were were projects because we had that tax base we could capture increment from the taxes and put it into these projects it was uh, uh well and then the electric, time of the electric
0: utility too yeah i mean that was a tremendous thing oh tremendous. I, you know for people that I just want to jump in here just with a little thing because if there's people that are listening to this that maybe don't have the history, you know, prior to John, I mean, Jonathan was kind of an experimental um, concept. Right, Newtown. Newtown concept. Right. right. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was based on the premise that the old model of what side of the tracks you were on, you mentioned the Catholics on the west side and the Lutherans on the east side, but it was more a little more... uh, uh, um, Potent than that in terms of from an econo- economically speaking, most cities were based on what side of the tracks, and they recognized that that wasn't long term sustainable so this mm-hmm. was a collective thing with senator mcknight and, and university of was it Minnesota that was involved with it, or there was a number of universities it, yeah. that were involved with this right. concept of right. of uh, mixed use shared amenities common trails, gathering places... Absolutely. Um, exactly. Uh, you know, that, and then that there would be... that everybody would be connected. Is right. it, that it would create... that you could physically create an environment where you would encourage community to happen. Correct? Absolutely. Exactly. And it's funny because... It, I'm editorializing maybe that more than I should have, but, you know, when people get really anti-government or anti, you know, become like really hardcore libertarians. In fact, I have some friends from Texas and they're kind of libertarians. And I'm like, well, then go live in Houston. You know, (laughs) why don't you go live in Houston? Because it's the full manifestation of a uh, market-driven development process where if you own the land, you get to make the decision and that's pretty much how it goes. Mm -hmm. Except... The most valuable area in Houston, there's an area north of town called the Woodlands. And we were down for the home builder show. Mm-hmm. You know what Woodlands is? It's Jonathan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's,
0: this big, it's this big master mm-hmm. plan community with, you know, commercials here, industrials here, <coughs> high density yep. residential, low density residential. Everything's connected with walking trails and everything makes sense. It's all planned out. Yep. And so Chaska, I mean, even though Jonathan didn't make it economically on that initial vision. I mean, it was really instrumental in essentially how... Oh, it's key. ...communities develop. I mean, it's really a playbook for how communities develop now. So all new communities, I mean, you go down to Farmington or Lakeville or, you know, right. Woodbury or, you know, different places, they all basically have, they kind of operate from that same playbook. So yeah, it would be agree. a tremendous asset to oh, have in the community, even it was, though it
1: didn't right it didn't work the first time. Yeah, I need to give a lot of credit to uh, that foresight and what they were thinking because they... They had all that utility in the ground. We could offer deals, I mean, literally, to quality companies to come out here. And we had some good companies in place in the industrial parks. So we could build quality industrial parks, bring mm-hmm. quality companies out here, build 50, 70,000-foot buildings, get their operations here, add hundreds of, of employees, and uh, that tax base just... Um, just allowed us to continue to invest in the future of the community had a plan for the future Mm -hmm. now we had a strategy in terms of uh, uh, building that tax base and reinvesting back in the community and those were wonderful years Um, you know I remember it's as we're talking here some different experiences flash through your mind as we talk but uh, during that time, Jim Larkin from Larkin Hoffman, the law firm in Minneapolis, he lived out here, a tremendous booster boy, if you, could, if you had a marketing video, you'd want to have, uh, Tom talk about, uh, or Jim talk about the, uh, uh, community cause he loved it out here. I mean, he just had a lot of placed a lot of value on this whole area and he was on the board of trustees at St. Thomas. Okay. And, uh, they were landlocked down in St. Paul and they wanted to grow. And, uh, we went uh, down to, um, three or four board of trustee meetings because he sat there and he was an advocate. He was a cheerleader. Boy, you would, you had to love him because the way he was cheering for him, you wanted to get right behind him and start cheering with him. And, and, and he brought us down there and, uh, and they were going to grow. They they were going to expand. And uh, it got down to Chaska and Minneapolis. And we offered them uh, a wonderful proposal, a lot of, quite a bit of land for a dollar, they already had the Hazeltine Gates building on you. Were yeah, they were in, yeah,
0: we're sages now. The, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Were you, they were offering their master's in business out here. They had an incubator out here, St. Thomas did. So they were invested in the community already. So this would be an add-on, a significant add-on. But what would it like to be a college town or have a college presence? Mm-hmm. What would that add to the image and identity? I mean, just think about it. Think about that yeah, even that today. Yeah, could have been huge. There was one reason we didn't get it.
0: Transportation? Or Yeah.
1: yeah, We didn't have 212. If we would have had 212, I'm convinced, just sitting here as we're talking today, that we would have had a significant college presence in town. Because if we were that close because of what we were offering already. And we saw the win-win, and they saw the win-win. But it was, we were laughing earlier about... How they viewed Chaska being out in the sticks. These are people from Minnetonka. Imagine now in Saint Paul. They said, "Well, you know the I, the image, the perception of people. Sure, is that it's way rural. I mean, right, you've got right. to go a long way yeah, it'd to be get like out there."
0: They'd think of it like we'd think of Hutch or something. Now, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: right, right. And the yeah. traffic and the problem. That, you know that was we and didn't it was have yeah yeah
0: when we moved out here it in '93, it took us thirty about thirty two minutes to get to four ninety four,
1: and right. when
0: two twelve opened, it was nine. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a huge game changer. Right. You know, just like the new area now off of 44 where we're building all these houses, Mm -hmm. you know, off um, with that new on-ramp on the 212 there, you know, on the old 140. Right. Um, That's a game changer because it was real snaky to get up in there. But now with, you know, on and off, it's right um that's going to just make that area catch fire so yeah so what are the things in the course of your what are some of the other things that you're most proud of that you were able to accomplish during your tenure as mayor and,
1: well uh because I mean, a lot
0: of things i mean you built yeah. a golf course you built a community center you you know i mean uh, there's a lot going on
1: yeah and, and you know i uh and and you know I've, have good feelings when you walk into places like the community center. When I was a kid growing up, City Square was the gathering place for the community. This is a retail center. I mean, this is a hub of activity. I mean, all types of retail were along your main street. And, you know, once the malls started and, uh, you know, the retailers are saying, you know, I'm going to go to the malls. I mean, I can't... uh, you know, I can't compete on Main Street. The foot traffic, doesn't measure up to what I'm gonna get in the malls. The square foot cost of doing business is the same. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the malls. So it kind of gets you to redefine. I probably feel best about the, the whole idea of, of uh, you know, spending the time on the future, putting that in place. The projects you, know, you would always, you know, flood control, the discussions you have with people who live through the floods, now they're protected from the floods Were some of the, you know, inspiring discussions you'd have with people. Tears would come to their eyes. I don't want to get too all dramatic here, but I mean, they would, Well, it's a huge they, deal
0: when your house is flooded. That's, that's
1: I mean, right. That's a and, big problem. And they <laughs> would, even when that was done, the flood control project was done that they, they doubted it could work because they, they lived through such, you know, disaster and, and, uh, and but then it did so you have to get good feelings the gathering that happens at the community center and even today when you go in there in all different ages and all different interests interacting under one roof i mean that's all about building community i think it's the 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 whole idea of of putting in place the the kind of the base of the foundation on on how the community develops those the, the values and and the belief system the the, that sense of community, the commitment to that, the planning, you know, putting in place you know, that that I think still holds true today. I mean, the, there's this commitment to planning and thinking about the future. The value of community uh, is still in place and bringing people together. We see it by the gatherings that are going on today. Uh, Fireman's Park was development driven by, you know, bringing the community together. And uh, with our growing diversity as a community, you're seeing activities that are bringing the community together. I think I probably, uh, at a time of a lot of change, when we were going through a lot of change, the ability to maybe maybe persevere through that and show that you can retain a strong sense of community. You don't have to give that up. You don't have to lose that while you go through some, you know, very significant change oh, yeah. is probably something I feel um, really good about because we had long meetings, some tough decisions, bringing in big boxes, a lot of people, you know, going to lose you know, our downtown. We're going to, a lot of concern, a lot of fears. And, but um, we got through that and, and uh, I think the results, Chaska is a healthy place and uh a wonderful community, and uh, probably feel really good about that.
0: So, thinking forward, I mean, I know you're not actively involved day to day on uh, with city anymore, but what are the things that you think um, that they're doing a good job with, and what are some things you wish, not just the city, but just in general, that as a community we were paying a little more attention to? You know, I mean, it's a controversial times, and unfortunately, sometimes some of the uh, national Lack of civility and things can t- sometimes touch. That's one of the things mm-hmm. m- we talked about with Mark Winschuttle, too, is and uh, just how things can, things happening at a national level can sometimes touch. And there's a sense, at least from different people that mm-hmm. we've talked to, about trying to make sure that we maintain our civility and our um, right. respect for others and things. So, right. you know, I mean, I guess I gave you a lot to talk about there, but, sorry. <laughs>
1: Well, I think uh, the League of Women Voters, not that long ago. I mean, maybe it was a while back that uh, they spent some time on civility as a topic. They looked at that and studied that, and and you know the whole idea of being civil and the discourse of the future of a community and what that what that uh, means to your future and how important it is to be civil as you as you have dialogue about you know the path to take uh, you know has always been an important issue but but i think that uh, what's going on in washington and is creating uh, more of a divide it's emboldening some some people to speak out uh, with more fervor and and uh, maybe uh, uh, a little bit more uh, anger in their messaging that uh, I'm not sure, you know, is a healthy thing for anybody, but it's going on. Um, I think, uh, and that that filters down, you know, to the local level. I think one of the strengths of local governance is that we haven't had a lot of played a lot of politics and at the local level it was the more pure side of politics because people were getting involved because it was uh, they wanted to get involved was a good thing to do they didn't bring any specific political agenda Mm -hmm. at the local level they they were there no ulterior motive that's right. right that's right and i think that's changing a bit and i think that you know it should be a concern because i think there's uh, more of that politics and more of an agenda being being brought uh, into place. So I think Chaska has been free of that uh, uh, more so than other communities for a long time. Maybe it's starting to infiltrate a bit more. Uh, that would be a concern, but I think they've done a good job of getting people involved because they just care about the community, and I think that's really important. They're doing good projects that a community... Based projects, uh, but I think, and I think, see the see the city, you know, placing an emphasis on this growing diversity of the community, the changing community. I think that's really important to uh, stay on top of that, uh, to be a community while we're looking and sounding different. Uh, it's tough enough to build community. You know, when we're all looking the same, when when we don't have a clear understanding, when the understanding. big difference
0: is whether you're Catholic or Lutheran. Yes, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So
1: you really need to understand, Start, you know, those differences, and 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 I think that's a big. I think there's the, been some
0: things that have been done, though. I mean, the, the with through the city and through the yes, district, through right. the CDA. There's been some, um, you know, some pretty um, innovative. Uh, educational opportunities that have been available. We just
1: had one with Marnita's Stable down at the event center. 250 people down there and uh, uh, look and sound different from each other and, uh, and I was healthy. They were interacting and uh, that was really great to see. And so, yeah, I agree. There's some good things going on in that space. I think the aging population is uh, is significant, the, the growth of the disabled community. I think those, the human infrastructure, the, I was to talk about the Met Council. And for many, many years, JASCA was uh, a friend of the Met Council because they the Met Council wanted to do affordable housing. But when you start thinking about what is uh, what does community mean? Well, that's housing for everyone, and so we probably were one of the leaders working with them at council in terms of uh uh the build of affordable housing mm-hmm. and uh, they probably looked at us as a champion for that, and they set goals, and we were achieving and exceeding those goals in terms of affordability but you, know, you want to you know have a home for everyone and uh and so we they, the the flow of dollars from the Met Council to us was never an issue because uh, we were supporting you know some of the objectives they had, but issues of homelessness and is, it's real, it's occurring. It's not as visible as homelessness in the core cities. We're not seeing people on the street corners with uh, bags of clothes and and, and just sitting there. But it's it's more invisible. People are couch hopping, living in their cars, and and but it's a growing issue. Pretty soon, and it's just a matter of time. We're going to see people in their seventies and you know that are homeless, and it's coming. and It's going to happen, and you know we can't not we can't just ignore that. Uh, so I think the health of our human infrastructure, the aging, the disabled, the you know, homeless kind of issues, the people oriented. Uh, needs of a community I think are as equally, if not more important frankly, well, they're equally as important as, you know, what are you doing around economic development, your streets, your roads your bridges, your, you know the, the physical, your natural resources the things the Met Council does ask you about today mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, I hope, I think the city is, is raising their priority in some of those things, I think that's encouraging I think there's more room for that to uh, be a priority and, and be seen as important and uh it's not those people or you know, I I don't it's those know. people until you know someone.
0: Yeah, there you go. You know. Yeah. And, and yeah.
1: It's okay until it's in my backyard and, and then it's not okay or or we've done enough and, and of those kind of projects. I you know, I, I think we we define ourselves based on the vision we have for ourselves. And to be a community for all is uh uh, is the vision of it. That's what community means. And, uh, there are no outcasts, you know, in, in, in that, in that definition. And, uh, I think we've been true to that for, uh, many, many years. And I hope we stay true to that for, uh, you know, for many years into the future. So terrific. Well,
0: I'm, I just, I lost a bet because I figured within the first five minutes you were going to mention the Chaska Hawks winning football. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we'll and Somehow, we'll close with somehow that. we managed to go a half an hour without mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's... But, but yeah. in terms of a community builder, though... You know, and I. Amen. I mean, that was really amazing to how many people were at the games and uh, the support, and how many. And this was something Mark talked about, was how many Mark Winchell, the mayor, about how many of the kids talked about how significant that was, how much they felt the support of the community. Right. And I mean, it's a nice kind of feedback loop, right? I mean, the community has feels. Uh, proud about the accomplishments of these young men and at the same time they w- had the uh, awareness to recognize the support that the community was giving them and I just think that was a really uh, amazing thing so
1: well i think it underscores and that's really should have asked that question right away. <laughs> well, that's, then we wouldn't have covered is, anything else. Then you would <laughs> have won the bet. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, uh, but you're right. It, it shows the importance of school, and and uh, and the importance of team and sport, and frankly, any school-related activity. Yeah, how it can bring the community together. Eden Prairie's number one community building uh, activity is what. It's his football team. Right? Yeah, yeah. It it's football team has this major following. Once a year they they're getting to the state finals and they're all yeah, pulling yeah. together around it. It shows the impact it can have. Look what it did for the community. Yeah. How it, was it responded. Tremendous the number of people that were involved in the excitement and how, what it did for the for the well, kids the, the players
0: right and you and then it, the awareness people become aware of the community they see yes. people that are supportive and everything becomes kind of this positive feedback loop
1: it does you know
0: you, you the kids do well because they're supported the people feel better about the kids doing well, so they're more supportive. Oh, and, 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 that, of- and we see that, though, across other things, not just, I mean, the involvement that we have, you know, with the Rotary Club, for example, with the kids from DECA. Yeah. You know, and the... Strive. And the, the Strive program and the... Um, but I'm thinking about, like, the kids, the, the turkey trot. These kids are just exceptional that that yeah. Uh, yeah. contribute and, and be part of this. And then, you know, going to the events and then the and the, uh, this year we had the... Um, uh, there were 14 kids in the choir that sang the national anthem and i mean yeah, it was fabulous. it was just amazing cuz you'd look out and you'd see these runners and there's just tears running down their eyes yeah. cuz it was just such a a neat opportunity for them to display it and you get like i said you get this feedback loop and so that's one of the things i enjoy about where we are right now in our in our journey as a community yeah. is that we're starting to get some of the fruits of the trees that were planted years ago right and uh, it's just a it's just a neat thing to be part of so
1: and it was it was really cool the things they did. They, they invited the coaches and and, and team invited uh, uh, alumni back, and you make that connection to the history mm-hmm. and, and the importance of our history uh, as they're having this success today. You know, and I think that's so cool to be able to do that to honor the past mm-hmm. as you kind of are working for present success. I mean, it was you know how they embraced and, and like your point of the kids being all feeling part of this together the fans and the community people the team is out there acknowledging each other valuing each other right. and, 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 was, and the pride that gets generated out of that is is it was just fantastic and uh, good for the the team, good for the school, good for the community. There's well, winners the all the way around. In the whole area. I the mean, whole, the kids,
0: right. even like the kids that you know, from Chan. I mean, they all, they, they're they all friends. They all came up through elementary school and middle school together. Yep. It's this sort of arbitrary split with the yep. high schools because of the growth. Yep. But the fact is they're all still friends and neighbors and, yep. and, uh, you know, buddies. And so it was just, it was very cool. So I want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate you coming in. Um, it's always fun to uh, talk about it. It's and fun. And,
1: and maybe one of the messages just to, to leave is, you know, if, if, people enjoy being out here, living out here and, you know, some of the u- uniqueness about of being a community the opportunity to engage is, is so important
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and there are many ways of, of engaging and uh, and uh, hopefully and it can be as, whether it's through the school or through your faith community or through it's a service organization, I mean there are myriads of ways, the history center I mean there's a lot of opportunities. And I just encourage people to, uh, you know, think about that. And, you know, it's rewarding. It'll be good for the individual, good for you as an individual. And it's really good for the community. I think both benefit from that. Uh, We're we're both going to be healthier because of people that engage and care. If you care about the community and where you live, Giving back a bit and finding ways to do that, I mean, it's going to be a win-win for everyone.
0: Well, absolutely. And contribution is always just a higher level of actualization. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it a, it's a nice, its again, it's one of those nice feedback loops. You know, you're yeah. doing good. You you feel good because you're doing good. Yeah, and you're sure. kind of a good example of that for people to follow. And I really, really appreciate all your time. Well, thanks
1: for asking me. I enjoyed uh, spending the time and chatting. Thanks, Bob. You bet.